grab a plate. And let's mix things up. Go ahead. Oh, great. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch. On Thursday, March 17th, happy St. Patrick's Day. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. First, your entertainment headlines. Norman Reedus, who plays crossbow-wielding tough guy Daryl Dixon on The Walking Dead, is, according to his publicist, quote, recovering well after suffering a concussion on the set of the AMC zombie drama last week. Reedus is expected to return on the 11th and final season of the series soon. It's unclear just how the injury, which happened March 11th in Georgia, occurred. An AMC spokesperson said the accident has delayed filming for a few days. Ellen has announced the finale date for her daytime talk show and the names of some of the celebs who will be joining her before she signs off. After 19 seasons, the final episode of her eponymous daytime talk show will air Thursday, May 26th on NBC. Among the stars set to drop by in the lead-up to the finale are former First Lady Michelle Obama, Jennifer Garner, Channing Tatum, Serena Williams, Zac Efron, Adam Levine, Gwen Stefani, David Letterman, Diane Keaton, Kim Kardashian, and DeGeneres' longtime wife, Portia de Rossi. If you haven't watched last night's episode of Good Trouble yet, you may want to turn down the volume for the next 15 seconds or so. Maya Mitchell has moved out of the coterie. The actress exited Freeform's Good Trouble in Wednesday's episode after getting her dream job at the ACLU and moving from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. That just so happens to be where her ex, Jamie, is also moving, since he also coincidentally accepted a new job in D.C. After they ran into each other on the flight leaving Los Angeles, they smiled as they literally flew off into the sunset together. You can read Mitchell's exit interview at EW.com. Jack Black announced yesterday, National Panda Day, that he is reprising his role as Poe in the new Netflix animated series, Kung Fu Panda, The Dragon Knight. According to a press release, quote, When a mysterious pair of weasels set their sights on a collection of four powerful weapons, Poe must leave his home to embark on a globe-trotting quest for redemption and justice that finds him partnered up with a no-nonsense English knight named Wandering Blade. Together, these two mismatched warriors set out on an epic adventure to find the magical weapons first and save the world from destruction. And they may even learn a thing or two from each other along the way. The series is slated to debut this July. And amidst Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's hit political satire series Servant of the People has returned to Netflix in the U.S. Servant of the People follows the misadventures of a Ukrainian high school history teacher, played by Zelensky, who finds himself elected as the country's president after his tirade against government corruption goes viral. The series ran for three seasons, ending in 2019, when Zelensky began his own presidential campaign under a newly formed political party named after the show. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head on over to EW.com. All right, grab your apron and spatula for our masterful number three pick today, the season premiere of MasterChef Junior. The hit Fox cooking competition is back with everyone's favorite tough love judge, Gordon Ramsay. 
This season will feature 16 new junior chefs, all between the ages of 8 and 13. According to Fox, they'll compete in exciting challenges to test their culinary skills, including cooking a meal for diners at a historical renaissance fair, participating in a WWE-themed episode, and welcoming Gordon's daughter Tilly Ramsey into the kitchen for a donut challenge. Here's a preview. Who is in the mood for an amazing celebration? This March, MasterChef Junior is back with an all-new season. Let's go. And an all-new judge. Daphne Oz! One, two, three, lift! Don't miss the cheers, sears, and tears. I tell you the truth because I want you to do well. And big surprises. My daughter, Tilly! What do you think of American boys? It's a cool, not flirt. Yes, that is a very fine line there. Well, I recently visited the set of Hell's Kitchen, where I spoke with Chef Ramsay and asked, related to MasterChef Junior, why kids are getting into the kitchen more and more in recent years. You know, sometimes we get a bit of a, a conscious on our mind. I was never very good at English and maths, but I was good at sport. And then you feel that inefficiency in the classroom because you're not getting into that top third grade. I still think it's incredibly unfair to be judged at 14, 16, 18 for the rest of your life on those grades. Mm -hmm. that, that, that for me is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So food is like music. You can lose yourself without having to be articulate in what you're doing. And I, I see these kids from 8 to 13, and the first thing I say, no mum, no dad, no teacher, I'm going to be your coach. You're going to love me, you're going to hate me, we're going to cry, we're going to laugh, but you're going to experience some phenomenal stuff. And the exciting thing about them is they're cooking with no fear. And what it does, it gets the best out of them. And so this is not about winning Master Junior. It's about you stepping up with your personality. Yeah. And that's what's evident across that. So I instill that level of confidence. We push them. Um, they push me. But they come out so well-rounded. Mm -hmm. So well-rounded. And so it's really important to pick out other attributes from their personalities without having to study history or geography or algebra. It doesn't make sense. And so that's the connect for me. And it gives them other areas to be proud of themselves. Self-esteem rises because they've cooked beautifully. And it's, it's so rewarding to see how beneficial that is to their conscience. Well, get ready for these young chefs to whip up some yummy treats on the season eight premiere of MasterChef Junior tonight at eight on Fox. Now, let's get into the zone for our number two pick, the new limited series DMZ. Not a Korean War drama, but an adaptation of the acclaimed DC graphic novel, DMZ is set in a near-future America embroiled in a bitter civil war in which Manhattan itself has become a demilitarized zone. Rosario Dawson stars as Alma Ortega, a fearless medic who sets out on a harrowing journey to find her son, who she lost when New York was evacuated at the start of the conflict. As she travels through the lawless no-man's land, Alma will face gangs, militias, and warlords against the backdrop of a country torn apart, which just might resonate a bit with the current state of our own union. Here's a preview. Damn it, Alma! Stay low! There's a new a demilitarized zone. This ain't no neutral territory. This is abandonment. They walled us in. There's a brand new morning. That's a scale's public hit list. If you're not crossed out, you're next. Rising clear and sweet. If the DMZ's taught me one thing, 
said, there's no room for pretending here. My only pursuit here is my son. You are stepping into stratospheres of consequence. You shouldn't come back. But this suspenseful show should keep you coming back. Or you can just binge the whole thing now because all four episodes of DMZ are currently streaming on HBO Max. It's trivia time. DMZ star Rosario Dawson was featured on a 2003 song by what hip-hop group? The Wu-Tang Clan, Beastie Boys, or Outkast? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. There's no buzz yet on when Yellow Jackets will be back for season two, but we do have some viewing recommendations from the show's cast to tide you over while you wait. Stars Tawny Cypress, Liv Hewson, Sammy Hanratty, Christina Ricci, and Melanie Linsky recently joined EW for a panel at SCAD TV Fest, where we asked them, what you watching? I watch the same thing all the time. I watch Family Guy uh, and Golden Girls. That's pretty much it. Um, But I do want to watch Murderville. That's on my list of things to watch. It looks pretty funny. So that's it. That's me. I am watching The Americans at the moment, which I'm discovering for the first time. It's very good. Uh, But in terms of stuff that's on right now, I am watching What We Do in the Shadows. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. I'm a reality TV fan. um, So I've been watching a lot of Selling Sunsets. <laughs> and uh, still watching Survivor on on repeat. Um, those are kind of my two main go tos. And Cheer right now on Netflix, which is just yeah, a lot. <laughs> I'm watching the British Baking Show. <laughs> still? Yeah, I mean, I've gone back and now I'm watching seasons I've seen before. I don't know. I find it really soothing. <laughs> watching a lot of that and. Um, I can't think of anything else that I'm watching right now. Oh, oh, actually, Million Dollar Listing. There's a weird channel here at the Airbnb that's just Million Dollar Listing all day long, 24 hours a day. So for those 4 a.m. feeds, you know. Yeah, so that's my life, my TV. I wish I had a channel that was all Million Dollar Listing. That's my favorite show. (laughs) We've been trying to watch movies. Um, I really like The Worst Person in the World, if anyone has seen that it's really really wonderful i really loved zola that was my those are probably my top two um and i'm also watching too hot to handle <gasps> yes <laughs> oh it's so good i can't cope well hopefully that will be enough to help you cope 
with the Yellow Jackets' absence. To quickly recap, you can stream Family Guy, The Golden Girls, The Americans, and What We Do in the Shadows on Hulu, Murderville, Selling Sunset, Cheer, Great British Baking Show, and Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, Million Dollar Listing New York and Los Angeles on Peacock, Survivor on Hulu and Paramount+, and Zola on Showtime, which is where you can catch up on Yellow Jackets. Okay, listen up, because we would not want you to minx out on our number one pick today, the series premiere of Minx. The new 70s-era HBO Max comedy series stars Ophelia Lovabond as Joyce, a devout feminist who dreams of starting a magazine that explores women's issues. Of course, the male-dominated publishing world wants nothing to do with her pitch, until Doug, played by new girl's Jake Johnson, sees potential in her. Now, his publishing expertise and involvement in the world of pornographic content leads to the creation of Minx, the first erotic magazine for women. Here's a preview. When back to school makes you feel like a fool, you too can snag a spouse. Find your thin within. This country treats women like second-class citizens. We're overlooked, underpaid, and overwhelmed. We deserve a magazine that inspires us. The matriarchy awakens. Why is she so angry? I believe I covered that in my presentation. Come pitch it to me. You're a publisher? I am. Breasts, more breasts. Oh, look, bigger breasts. You read my magazine. I did. What, you think I'm illiterate or something? Well, look, it's not Proust. It's pronounced Proust. Do people enjoy your company? Not really. Oh, you're not suggesting that you publish The Matriarchy Awakening? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, not in its current okay. form. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's good. It's just you got to hide the medicine. It's like when you give a pill to a dog, you dip it in peanut butter first. I'm sorry. Nude men. <laughs> do you even understand what it is I'm trying to do here? Of course I do. Feminism. Hi, I'm Bambi. Your new centerfold coordinator. Oh. What's the number one thing women find sexy? Motorcycles. <laughs> Our goal is to level the playing field between the sexes. She seems a little brainy. Yeah, I think that's the point. Unless you want to be selling under the counter mags for the rest of your life. Go ahead. Oh, great. All those nights working away in your room, and for what? So you could be the porn queen of Pasadena? Maybe it'll just be a single tiny weenus. That's the rough idea. I am in way over my head. Let's get to work, boss. Jeez, being a woman's intense. This Phil has no place in our community. Are you trying to cut out the valley's heart? <laughs> or its tumor. <laughs> There's a revolution coming. Good thing your father didn't live to see this day. We're in business with the mob. Please welcome the editor of Minx Magazine. E.W. Sam Heifel spoke to Lovabond on how the show explores feminist issues through a modern lens, given that decades after the show's setting, we are still having conversations about these same subjects. It's a period piece. It's not a historical piece. Mm. The things that we're talking about are still present. And 50 years later, we're still having these conversations. We're still having to argue for women's right to choose. We're still having to argue that feminism isn't a one-size-fits-all, you know, it, 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 we're still learning. 
I remember at university, I didn't wear makeup for a while because I was like, it's against being a feminist, I can't wear makeup. And then, you know, you, I was 20 years old and I was learning. But it feels like we're still having these conversations. We're still, even though obviously there's the big discussion about pornography and that's what Joyce has in the show. She's like, is the thing that ultimately convinces her to do it is when Jake's character says, there's no porn for women. How is that feminist? How is that fair? Yeah. And even if Joyce herself is kind of uncomfortable with se- you know, things being sexual, because she learns about that. She, he has a really good, she agree, his philosophical point is accurate and therefore she tries to correct that imbalance, even though she's deeply uncomfortable with it because she hasn't awakened her own sexuality yet. Well, even though the show takes place during the birth of the sexual revolution, the fictional Minx magazine still received backlash from anti-feminist groups and covers topics that are still in discussion today, but with a comedic voice and lots of nudity, naturally. Watch the series premiere of Minx on HBO Max, where the first two episodes are now streaming. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Rosario Dawson was featured on a 2003 song by what hip-hop group? The Wu-Tang Clan, Beastie Boys, or Outkast? Well, we won't cast you out if he got it wrong. The answer is Outkast. Dawson is featured on the track She Lives in My Lap from the group's 2003 album Speaker Box, The Love Below, contributing spoken word vocals. Well, that is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.